Hello, and welcome to episode 87 of the Twisted Stitches podcast. My name is Tweet and Kimberly, and today we are recording on Friday, August 23rd, 2019. Hello. Hello. Hi, Tweet. Hi, Kimberly. Um, it is Friday. Yeah. Party day. <laughs> Fall asleep early day. Oh, and by party, you mean? I mean, I don't know. Going to bed early. Yeah, pretty much. Eating a cookie, going to bed early. Cookies in bed? No, I don't eat in bed. Sound nice? Oh, sometimes I eat in bed. I cannot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, do I get it. I don't even know if it's because I think it's gross because of problems. It's just like I don't hang out in my bed enough to like want to like have food in there. I don't know. Right. Right. I don't know. Right. But I feel like I was listening or watching something the other day and they mentioned like eating in bed <laughs> and so that's and then I just it just reminded me of that oh my god my dream is like you know in Downton Abbey or um Gosford Park when they have breakfast in bed like the the maids bring this like they mm-hmm. like, like a this massive like breakfast tray yeah mm-hmm. so like the ladies in bed it's like oh that's so nice I don't know like I've never done that so I don't know if I would like it I would love to do that one day I'm pretty sure someone small. Haven't you done that would before? Just jump up and like eat my food. Isn't that what they do for you on Mother's Day? Bring you burnt toast in bed? No, I don't get that on Mother's Day. Um, when we were when we go the away, point of it then? I know we we go away for like races and stuff. I would order room service and then I would have like breakfast in bed. But this was but before. See, like, even in a hotel, if I ordered breakfast, I wouldn't want to eat it in bed. Yeah, but you're in a hotel room. I know, I mean, but I, I wouldn't want to eat it in like bed. There's not, like, a lot of places to eat it. But, yeah, like, you can eat it, like, on the tray, you know, like, that they I bring just, it in. I just don't know? think, like, the cart. I mean, I've sat on top of a bed, probably, and eaten snacks. But, like, in bed, I just imagine you under the covers eat, like, you know, the right. covers up to your waist and you sitting up. And I, I don't want, I don't know. Right. That doesn't seem like something I want to do. I find it glorious. I like it. I don't mind it. It just doesn't seem that comfortable. Yeah. Well, things kind of, like... Yeah, and then it's kind Giggle. of like wobbly, and then if you yeah. have like hot tea or coffee, I just it yeah. just you gotta be careful. Doesn't it just feels awkward? Yeah. I that's I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever had a breakfast tray in bed. Let let me know. Is is it amazing? I don't know. It's not something I aspire to. Right, right, right. Anyway, that's really random. I don't know why we were talking about that. Oh, because we were talking about cookies. Yeah, cookies in bed. Hmm. Um, how have you been? Okay. Okay. I think we're all, we're both like low energy because it's Friday and it's like half day. Um, so we both got out of work early, so we're going to podcast, but now we're both kind of tired. <laughs> it's been yeah. a long week. I mean, a half day is nice usually because then I go run some errands and then go home. Yeah. And I'm home early, but <laughs> podcasting means I have to like go do something else. Yeah. You know? And also pay attention. I think that's hard. So anyway. want to zone out. Um, so it's not you guys, it's us. It's us. Mostly me, probably. No, it's okay. Um, but yeah, just enjoying the last couple summer Fridays we have left because they end after Labor Day. Labor Day. Um, I'm so sad. That first, like, full day is the worst. Usually we plan, like, a lunch, you know, with work people, just some more fun. Yeah. So it doesn't seem as terrible. Yeah. I mean, the thing about summer Fridays is, if it works all summer long and, you know, your work gets done and everything's fine and, you know, no one dies because people are leaving early on Friday, 
Why can't you just do it all year long? Yeah, it should be, like, something that you could potentially do. Yeah, like, you could. Like, not you would take every single Friday, but, like, Once you know. in a while. It like, be, twice, it would be, twice a month. It would be frowned upon. But twice know. a month you could do it. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear this. I just want to say sorry if you guys can hear the dishwasher. It's a washing machine. Oh, that's the washing machine? Yeah, the dishwasher is much quieter. That's the washing machine. Oh, that's the washing machine? Why is it so loud? It's so far away from us. It's just loud. Wow. I thought that was the dishwasher. No joke. Dishwasher's quiet. Okay, well, if you guys can hear the washing machine, (laughs) we're sorry. It'll go through cycles. Um, yeah, it's... Sounds really loud sitting here, but I don't know how it'll translate. It'll probably be quieter for them. Hopefully it won't be. You were worried about the planes, too. No, I wasn't. You were. You said you were worried about the planes. I think you were planes. worried about the planes. Dude, I wasn't worried about the planes. Oh, I wasn't worried about the planes. Okay. I think I was worried about the frequency of the planes. Yeah. Because it was like every, like, ten minutes. Yeah. This is I'm more worried about because it's like long. Burbank. It's long. Yeah. It's going to go through its cycle. Anyway, yeah, I mean, hopefully, yeah, you guys can't hear it as much, because I can hear it. And I think it's just because it annoys me, (laughs) that's why. I'm like, I hope it doesn't annoy you guys. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, let's, I mean, I don't know, want to talk about knitting? Yeah. Have you been knitting a lot? No, I told you before this, I I haven't been knitting very much. I've been knitting a lot, actually, Um, but I haven't haven't been reading at all. So, trade-off. Yeah. Trade-off. Trade-off. See, cycling. I mean, yeah. Just cycling through. It just hurts my ears. Just cycling through. I think through. that's why. Um, yeah, so what have you been knitting? You want to talk about well, your Why first? don't you talk about it? Because I've been knitting barely anything. Okay, well, I've been <laughs> like, knitting. So let's see. Since I last spoke to you, I did. You mean, like, two oh, days ago? Like, since I was doing <laughs> the last podcast. Oh, okay. So okay. I've been knitting the, um, the, the pullover that I did. Okay. That I started for the blueberry. Okay. And um, I think we talked about it a little bit last time, right? I mean, I'm sure um, you did. Yeah, since with, you're working on it. Yeah, with the with the fade packets, the fade like uh, I guess kit, the kit, uh, like the kit gradient set. Yeah. Um, so this is so faded pint pint size, and it was by Andrea Mowry. Uh huh. Um, and so I'm using this color hue. Hugh Loco? Hugh Loco. <laughs> like, how you have, like, no idea what you're knitting. I don't know what it is. Um, and it's this really pretty uh, gradient set. So it starts off with, like, pink, and then I've gone to, like, a lighter pink, and it's merged into a tan, and then, like, a gray, and then a green, and then, like, a darker green, and now it's into a blue. It actually, it, that doesn't sound like a great gradient, but it actually looks pretty good. Um, oh, I think it sounds good. Oh, thanks. Um, it's turning out way better than I thought it was. That's one. Uh, what, is, what does that mean? When you looked at it, did you think it was going to be ugly? Well, it's my first time kind of doing this, like, fade in this way where you're, like, I didn't, so she says in the instructions to, you know, like, if you want everything to be even, like, make it mathematical. Like, you know, divide everything. If yeah. you needed this length, divide everything and make it even. But I was like, Psh, math. So instead, I'm just kind of, like, eyeballing it. Okay. So... But I think it's, it's turned out okay. So I wasn't really sure. It's more of like my own kind of okay. human error with eyeballing these sections. But I mean, I, eyeballing I meaning you don't want the sections to be, certain sections to be as long or? Yeah, like I'm trying, well, I'm trying to make certain section, sections be even, but also have enough yarn left over to do the arms. Okay. So the arms are supposed to be 
I mean, like in the in the sample, it's like a long sleeved car mm-hmm. pullover. But I think I'm actually going to do three quarter sleeves. Um, I like three quarter sleeves. I don't know. Do kids' clothes come in three quarter sleeves usually? I don't know. Okay. I'm just wondering. I've like never. I don't think I've ever bought a three quarter sleeve shirt for a kid. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I'm gonna probably. Why? Do why do you want to do it three quarter sleeves? Because I think that some of the yarn I don't have enough of. Oh. Like I didn't save enough of it for both sleeves, for um. Full length sleeves. And in fact, I don't actually know how much I saved. Like the the sleeves themselves just might be really kind of like. Hopefully they'll be okay, but they might be strange like. Could just mostly sh- green. You could just do short <laughs> sleeves. Yeah, I could just do short sleeves, which I think might be nice too. If I just did like a um. I and mean, we do live in SoCal. Like I don't. Short sleeves might be more practical. Yeah. Um. I might do like just like a little like um, you know, just like a very very mini fade at the top, and then. Did I was your about did your yarn the... um like your did your yarn packet, like technically have enough yardage for the entire sweater or no? Yes, it's just that like two just, or three of the mini skeins right. were very similar to two or three of the other skeins. So like if I knit them next to each other, you wouldn't have really been able to see a difference. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think that's how some of the fades go because it's like really gradual. That's yeah, yeah. So you yeah. took did you take them out those yeah, colors? Yeah, I took those out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, theoretically, could you just put them into the sleeves if they're so similar to the other yeah, colors. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm okay. gonna try there's yeah. just one color, it's this like light pink color that I don't think I have quite enough of. Like this pink and then it goes into tan. It's like this gray, this part right here, the middle part. That's that this I, different than this color? Yeah, they're oh, both okay. different. There's like three colors here. So I think this these two colors I don't quite have enough of. So I think we're gonna I'm gonna like fudge those. But the other ones I have a lot of green. I have a lot of this green. I think the rest will be okay. Okay. And so it's I'm knitting with the blue right now, which is this like pretty kind of aqua blue. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna try to do the edge. There's like a little um, ribbing at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to do that in purple because there's a nice purple that it came. How with. many colors did it come in that kit? Um, I think there were like because you have like what five or six here? Five, six, seven. There were like nine. Oh, look, that's a lot. There was a lot. You sent me a picture. I just don't remember there being that many. Yeah, but that's why, like, some of them were really similar, so I was like, oh, I don't want to. See, here's the purple. Oh, okay. Being pretty. Yeah. So I'll probably do the ribbing and the purple. Um, yeah, but that's what I've been knitting mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been going really fast, but also because it's, like, I'm doing, like, the body part, um, so it's kind of, I want to say, easy to, like, you know, talk to you or yeah yeah you know it's not do like other stuff yeah it's you don't have like patterning yeah so it's been anything. nice because it's been chill yeah and then I also knit a little bit of this which is I talked to you on the phone about this mm-hmm. I don't remember if, I don't think we talked about this last time but I was knitting this um with the Malabrigo it was the Malabrigo Paris night that we talked about oh you did talk about it last time because I don't think you would I don't think you had started it yeah so I did start it and well, tell me I, what it is. Sorry, it's the. Uh, oh, maybe you did actually. I did. Maybe you Veronica. did talk about it. Yeah. But I feel like you had like just a tiny, like a half an inch. Or yeah, something I didn't have like ridiculous. Anything. Yeah. So what happened is that I started Veronica and I got went through the ribbing in the front and collar setup and collar shaping and I look at it and for some reason, and I'll tell you why, I messed yeah, it's up. It's kind of like an interesting sweater too. It's like kind of knit sideways ish or something. Yeah, and if you remember, Twee actually knit it. I think two years ago. I doubt it was that long ago. Maybe a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It was just so pretty. And 
but what's happened is that like I wasn't paying attention really, and I went to see Jurassic Park in a drive-in with Twee, mm-hmm. and I was knitting in the dark. And is that the one? You, is that what you brought? I don't remember. Yeah, that. I brought that. And so then after I didn't think about it, and then I'm knitting, 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 and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I made a mistake, and I made a mistake like one inch above my cast on. Okay. And not only did I make like one mistake, it was like, I want to say it was like 25 stitches of a mistake. So I'd have to, so not like I'd have to like ladder it all the way down and then fix like 25 stitches. Right. So Wait, I just. When did you notice this though? I wasn't paying attention. I noticed it like well into like the next section. Okay. So I just ripped it out. I ripped out most of it. I went back and then I just started knitting knitting it back from the beginning, which is fine, because I think it actually, at least I have a better understanding of the, I really wasn't paying attention, so I have a better understanding of the construction, but also, I was so bummed, because I was like, you can see it, I have pictures, I had put a picture on um, Ravelry, and you could see the mistake, so if you see the picture, there's like a rib going, and I actually curled on the wrong side mm-hmm, okay. that I was supposed to, mm-hmm. and so now there's this like rib going through this like Stop. beginning section. section. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Yeah. You did send me a picture. I just can't remember exactly. What I was so bummed. Was. I was like, oh, but yeah. So it's better now. But I'm sort of like I feel like you know like when you rip something back, I feel like a great level of like unhappiness until I've reached that point again that I've yeah when I've cut you know gone back. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like at the place that I I was supposed to be originally. Yeah, yeah. And I feel better. And I'm like, oh, okay. But until I reach that place, I feel like no, I have to keep knitting until I get to that place. Yeah, so I mean, I get that feeling. I get that feeling. So I don't know if there's a word for it though. <sighs> I don't know, but we should create a word for it. No, what would it be? Like, like something like <laughs> it's like getting back to the place where you were before you had to like go back and fix a mistake. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. If I knew more about the root of words or something, maybe I could come up with something with Latin, but like I don't. Time travel. Time like, traveling? Time traveling, like, <laughs> knitting fiasco. That's, something. like, not one word. No, that's, that's like, that's four words. That's, yeah, way more. That's, like, many words. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta think, of, if you have suggestions for words, yeah, I'd be that's, into that, it. Yeah, you guys know what we mean. That feeling, and then when you get back to, it's once, like this, once all your king you know, like relieved. you have to unravel your yarn, and you just have a pile of yarn or something, yeah. or yarn wrapped around the ball in the wrong way, you know, your cake in the wrong way, and then once you finally get to that part where you're back to just pulling the skein like normally. Oh, it's so satisfying. It's relief. Yeah. I don't know. It's like some sort of like knitting, like. Yeah. Relief. I don't know. Knitting relief. Yeah. I don't know. We'll think about it more. Okay. But yeah. So I've been knitting those two things. <laughs> I've been knitting and pulling out both of those. Oh, that's the other thing. For the pint size, mm-hmm. for this, I had to pull this out too. Because I remember you, remember I talked to you about it? Like I had started with a different blue mm-hmm. and then I was fading it and I looked at it and I was like, this blue doesn't match. I mean, like it didn't really, I started with, it was like more of a green, but it was like a dark green. And you I just, just thought, I didn't like it. You like the way it was fading. Yeah, I didn't like the way it looked. It so I started with this lighter blue. It was kind of a, better. Mm-hmm. like, yeah, it wasn't a gradual fade. It was more like, Oh, here's a new color. Yeah, like which I mean, it's fine. Here's the line. I mean, that's exactly what's happening with my face. So. Well, mine too. Like, it still has the line. I just think it's like maybe a little bit more, a little less noticeable. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think it's yeah less than the other colors. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Is that find your fade? 
it's kind of like the only thing I've been working on. That's but I mean, good. I haven't done much on it, so. Because it takes forever to do one row. I mean, kind of, yeah. I do one row and I'm so tired. I'm like, I'm done. I mean, I'm only on, I'm just on the sort of stocking it. Well, not stocking it, um, garter stitch section, so it's not even the section I hate, which is that lace section. The, yeah, the mesh lace. Ugh. Devil yarn. Oh, devil yarn are not good for people who throw. Um, oh, yeah. It's just, the movement is just really annoying, like doing it twice in a row. I need another cookie. I've had a lot of sugar. Have you? I mean, I've had two cookies before we started. Is that a lot? I don't know. It's far out. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been working on my Finder Fave, which... I mean, there's not much to say about it. Are you on your last color? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll have, like, at least one or two colors left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I have two colors left. Um, but yeah. That's kind of all I've been working on. Just pull it out. Just because I'm on the uh, garter section, which is, you know, easy. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have to think a lot. So every, if I have a minute or two, I'll just work on it a little bit. But another knitting product I had to pull out. You did? Yeah, I pulled out, like, that entire lace section. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a lot. I, about the... I mean, but I haven't worked on it since. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. I, like, don't... Instead of, like, me being nervous about getting back to where I was, I just don't want to face that I had to pull out so many rows. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe I'll catch up to you. You've gotten ahead of me on it. Yeah, I'll probably, you'll probably catch up because now I'm focused on this, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, I'm working on this for like three years or something ridiculous. Well, it's massive. It's not, I mean, my friend, I have a friend who completed it in like three weeks, so. Really? It's possible, yeah. Like, when it came out, she, like, knitted, and then, like, I think two of my friends did. They knitted and then, like, wore it to stitches. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, so it's, I know it's possible. I can't knit that fast. I mean, I think they, I mean, they just, one, they knit fast, but two, I also think they dedicated actual time to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? You only focus on, like, one project. I'm not really, I mean, you know, there was a full, like, six months probably where I didn't work on this, you know? Yeah. But yeah, right now it's the easy it's the easy project for me right now. No, it's good. I like so the garter sit, stitch I've been section. Doing it. Um, yeah, I gotta start some more projects so that I just have sort of projects going. It's like fun to start projects, but then I mean personally, I just find that starting them takes mental energy that um, more the mental energy than just picking up a project that's already on the go. You know? That's so interesting, really. Yeah, like starting a project, it's like, oh, what yarn do I use? What needles do I have to swatch? That's my favorite part. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it takes mental energy. And if I'm tired at the end of the day, do I want to be like, let me try to start a new project? Or let me just pick up a project I already have going? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to start a project, like, usually by the end of the night, maybe if I'm lucky, I'll have cast it on. Yeah. And then by then, you're just, I'm too tired to, like, knit really much on it you know yeah yeah so I usually have like now what I've done is like I've put project bag projects in like all my project bags so everything's in there yeah well everything's in there like my needles like I have like a stitch counter if I need it I have like you know I've got everything in there so I feel like in those instances I'm tired but I don't want to knit when I'm currently knitting. I just grab a bag and I have everything in there already and I can just start. Have you already chosen the needles? Yeah. And like swatched for everything? Yeah. Yeah, no. I just, yeah. Because if I'm already doing that, then I probably would just 
start the project. But also, like, do I swatch? Have you known me to swatch? I don't know. No, I'm not do swatching. Do you swatch? No, I usually just, like, hope that I'm on gate. I do, I do check sometimes. What does that mean? Well, I'll check, you check like, in the middle I'm... of the project? Yeah. Oh. I'm usually on and gate. And then do you rip it out if it doesn't match? No. So why do you check? I don't know. A lot of my projects, I don't need to... Usually yeah, yeah, I know. Shawls, I mean, yeah, you, know, you don't so need to. But I'm just saying, if you're not going to do anything about it anyway, why do you check? Well, then I think, like, oh, well, this will be good for her when she's two years older than what I knit for. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I usually swatch, and then I'll check while I'm doing it, because to see if it's still, what, I, still what it's supposed to be, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but you don't swatch every project, right? Uh... I mean, I wouldn't do, like, a hat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless it was, like, some kind of crazy color work thing, and they were like, you got to swatch to make sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but not really. Shawls, I can usually get away with just because I kind of know, like, what needles are good for me for, like, fingering weight yarn, like, for, you know, a shawl. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But for, like, a sweater or any kind of, like, a garment or anything... Um, I mean, not for socks, because I generally use, like, the same needles, I mean, or if it's, like, a thicker sock yarn, maybe I'll go up one needle side, or if it's a thinner one, maybe I'll go down, but I can usually gauge. Yeah. I can gauge my gauge, um, I can, yeah, gauge, uh, you can gauge your gauge, like, if I'll need to, you know, deviate from my normal, like, sock needle size. Yeah. Um, just because usually, yeah, like, I'm using, like, fingering weight yarn, that's Mm -hmm. pretty similar, so, you know, I kind of know. But yeah, I mean, I try to swatch, mm-hmm. just so then when if things don't fit, at least I can't blame anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't be like, oh, you know. I mean, it sucks. I mean, you, I still do the knitting, but at the same time, I was like, well, at least I. I mean, I, I did a gauge swatch. I washed it. I tried. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whereas I just feel lamer if I don't, and then it's like really off, totally off, and I'm like, well, this is what I get because I didn't make any attempt to yeah. do a gauge swatch. But I don't know. I feel like that's one of the things that's, um, like, knitters and probably crocheters, too, is just kind of a funny thing where it's probably still pretty divided, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Swatch or not swatch, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's people who do it, like, all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely believe that it's important. <laughs> I just don't always do it. No, I get it. So, anyway, that's, yeah, that's kind of all I've been working on. I. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, this this color I'm working with now is, um, I feel like it's a little thicker than my other ones that I, like, I just switched from a Malabrigo sock yarn, mm-hmm. and I feel like this one's a little toothier, a little fatter. I think this has BFL in it, but it does seem a little thicker, mm-hmm. which is fine. I just mean, like, I can tell, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, I mean, who knows? Hopefully by the time I'm done with it, I'll, I'll I don't know. Um, still like it? Well, I was going to say, I don't even know if I like are you it afraid, that Right, are you know. afraid, like, you're not going to like it when you're done? When you work on, like, a big project, and then it's like, oh, no. I like, mean, you're not, done, you're like, oh, I don't really like I'm it. I'm not really afraid of that, because I'm more of a processor anyway. Right. I like to just knit things, and I'm not always super invested in the finished project. Like, obviously, it's nice if you like the finished project, or, you know, if it's a gift, or whatever, it, like, turns out the way you want it to, so you can give it to the person that you wanted to give it to. Um, but if I'm just making something just to make it, you know, just to learn a new technique or because I thought it was cool or interesting, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not as worried about am I going to, like, do something with this finished project, you know what I mean? Right, right. 
I would say I give most of my stuff away anyway. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's another topic that I think is really, like, not popular, but, like, just, like, a topic that comes up a lot with people, you know? Yeah. Like, are you a process knitter? Are you a project knitter? You know? Um, yeah. Oh, but I'm definitely more of a process knitter. Yeah. So it doesn't, yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, like, if I really didn't, was like, oh, I don't want, like, knitting this anymore, I probably would rip it out. Right. But I feel like I've gone far enough where I'm just like, I should just finish this. It'll right. probably be nice. Right. I mean, my fades aren't great. These are very, like, they're like a like dark fade. They don't really fade. They don't fading. Not yeah. even. It doesn't matter if they're bright. It's just they don't fade into each other, really. They share similar colors, but, like, not enough that the fades are gradual. It's like, I don't even know what the word is, but. Yeah. So before I knew what, you know, the method of the fade, but it's fine. I don't really mind. Well, I'm looking at my directions for this pint size, and I'm pretty sure that I am too long on the body right now. Too long? I'm supposed to be seven and like seven, seven and three quarter inches from the armpit, and I'm longer than that. It doesn't really matter, does it? So, no, I don't think so. I, mean, I like longer long. sweaters. I mean, kids and, are long. Yeah, so she's. This is gonna be like a sweater dress. <laughs> it doesn't look, but it doesn't look that long. It doesn't look that long, right? I don't know. Well, how much over are you? Like an inch. It's like an inch. I think it's. Well, I still have the purple. You would say like it's like. I still have to do the purple. Yeah, but you said seven and a half from the armpit, then the ribbing, right? No, I'm not at the ribbing yet. No, I know, but I mean, oh, in the pattern, it's, it's like, seven and three quarters, yeah. And then ribbing. Yours is just going to be eight and three quarters, then ribbing. So it's still yeah. only going to be an inch longer than... Let me look. Oh, never mind. I'm at nine. Well, it's going to just be an inch and a half longer than the pattern. Yeah. It's fine. I guess I'll start fading purple then. <laughs> I better wind the purple. Yeah. Are you going to fade the purple too? I don't know. I, what does it say to do? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't say... Specifically, like oh, it just lets you fade, fade whenever you want. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But I think I'll fade the purple. So if I, if I, how many rows do you need to do for the fading part? Ten. But I haven't done ten. So oh, like some ten. of these, I've only done like five. Okay. Usually, or like four. So um, or really five. I think five or six. So this one, this this last one, I did actually a longer fade because this there was a much starker contrast between mm -hmm. both yar yarns. Um, and so this one also has a kind of stark contrast, but because it's going into ribbing, I feel like I'll probably just do ribbing. Like I'll just end up my. Um... You're, you're not gonna fade what? No, yeah. No. Well, I, I'm gonna fade into the ribbing. Yeah. Like I'll fade. Sorry, the ribbing is like an inch and a half, I think. Okay. Um, oh, two inches. The ribbing is two inches, so I'll use the blue. And the purple mm -hmm. in the ribbing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. that'll be that'll be good actually because then I can finish at a. I can finish this row and then I'll start a wind the purple. Yeah, and then I'll just start fading again into the. Yeah. Into the ribbing. Cool. <laughs> do you have any faux show? Um. Do I? I don't think I talked about this last time, but I finished the manhood cowl. Oh, nice. Or the manhood, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, it's like a combo cowl slash um, hat, like a hood. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry. It's called the manhood. It's basically a hood with an attached cowl, so you can, like, put it on and then wrap the cowl around your neck once if you want. That's um, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a free pattern that I got from Avenue Yarns uh, up in Albany, California, when I was there, I think in, like, March or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you bought the yarn there, they would give you the pattern, and... Um, I used some, that was the one you guys remember where I was trying to, I needed an extra skein. Cookie break. Oh, that's so loud. A cookie break. A skein of yarn. <laughs> and I had a hard time trying to find a skein that matched because Malabrigo is like special. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I finally, I did find one and um, it had been sitting unfinished for a long time just in my whip bag. Even though I like, only had like an inch or two to go. Um, so yeah, like a couple weeks ago, I just busted it out and finished it and woven all the ends and all that. Um, I did not block it because um, I just figured it would grow a little too much. Mm-hmm. And it looks fine. You know, it's seed stitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a little texture, I don't think is going to hurt it. Um, yeah, I got to give it to my friend um, who lives in Northern California. Um, when I see her next. Nice. Yeah. Um, Does she know? Yeah, no, she was with me when we went there. Oh, okay. And they had a sample, and she liked it. And I was like, well, if you want to buy the yarn, I'll make it for you. It looked really easy. easy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she bought a couple of skeins of Malabrigo um, worsted. Uh, but I'll have to, yeah, I bought one more. Actually, I bought two more. One that didn't match, oh, and then I bought right, another yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I didn't use much of that. Um, third skein though. The pattern only calls for two and I don't know if it's my gauge or what but I couldn't, definitely couldn't make it work with two. Right, right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the only thing I finished though. It's not that exciting. So. Pretty good. I didn't finish anything. Uh. (laughs) Iron Muffin's playing guitar. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear that either but actually that isn't guitar though. Mm -hmm. What he was just playing with that guitar? Yeah. Oh, it sounded like a saxophone. Oh, no. I, thought, I know he doesn't have a saxophone. So. Mm-mm. Anyway, um, do you have any, well, that now sounds like a guitar. Yeah. Um, do you have any retail therapy? Yeah. You do? Uh-huh. I thought you weren't buying stuff. I am so not buying stuff anymore. That's what you said <laughs> in the last episode. I know, but I already bought it. Remember I said, I want to talk about something, but I had already bought it, but it's not here yet. I don't remember 99% of the things you talked about. I know. No, that's true. That's true. Okay, you ready? If you remember from the last episode. Okay. Previously on Twisted Stitches. Okay. Kimberly talked about the Mrs. Moon Fair Isle Yoke Jumper. Uh, Yeah, I do remember you. To be done in Mrs. Moon Plump. Okay? What's Mrs. Moon Plump? That's the name of her yarn. The name of this yarn. Okay. I bought the yarn for this. So, I bought Mrs. Moon Plump in, so the whole sweater, if you look at the sweater, the whole sweater will be in this beautiful color, which is called Earl Grey. Okay. And it's like a, I want to say it's like a purplish gray. Okay. Um, feel this yarn. It's magnificent. It's so chunky. Yeah, it's like a single ply, like bulky weight. It's so bulky. Can I tell you, my daughter likes to say things are chunky. So, like, she'll hug this massive stuffed am- stuffed animal, and she goes, "I love him. He's so chunky." Where did she learn that? I don't know. I think because we were talking about my niece, who's a baby. She just turned one, and she's like super fat. 
she was like the fattest baby ever. She had like rolls on her rolls. So we're always saying like, oh, she's so cute and chunky. So now the baby's always like, it's so chunky. And then yesterday we were talking about something and Emma comes over and she gives me a big hug and she goes, mommy, I love you so much. She goes, you're so chunky. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, wow. But coming from anyone else, I would probably I would be say, deeply offended. I was just saying, how did you take that? I was just, just saying. Well, she only says it to things she really loves. Okay. Like her stitch. Okay. And like baby niece, yeah. her cousin, and okay. and now me. So okay. I feel like it's actually a compliment. So if she does say, does she know what it means, or she just like saying. It? No, she does know what it means. Yeah, but she like I think because she, then she hugs you, so it's like. Okay. You know, you're, like, squishy. You know, yeah. you're, like, warm and, like, huggable. Okay. okay. And so, yeah, so, like, she said that to me, and I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Touché, little baby. Anyway, this yarn is so chunky, and it's, like, gray, and that's what the major majority of the sweater is, and there's two contrasting colors. And Are you going to put your child in a bulky wool sweater? This is for me. Oh, that's for you? Yeah, this bulky wool sweater in Southern California, it's for me. Oh, okay. I plan on wearing it once a year. Um, and so one of the main, the bigger contrasting color is this really pretty, I want to say it's like a sky blue, but it's like, like a, an aqua blue. Aqua blue. And this is called Bon Bon. Okay. Um, it's beautiful. beautiful. This yarn is really nice. Like, if you do have a chance to touch this it yarn, you like should touch this yarn. This little label looks, uh, it kind of reminds me of, um, the Malabrigo labels, just the size of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the last contrasting, bon which is bon. this like yeah. um, main, it's like the innermost uh, strip that goes across the sleeves and the yoke, mm -hmm. I guess, is this yellow. It's this brilliant yellow. It's called lemon curd. Oh, lemon it's curd. so bright. Oh, I have some lemon curd in the fridge. We could eat it. So With your Oreos? Yeah. It's Earl Grey, Bonbon, and lemon curd. And it is really pretty. How did you pick together. these colors? I saw them in a store actually. So I was oh, in a different. Okay. I was in a. I was in a store and I saw this, um, and I really really liked it. But I didn't know which colors I wanted. And also this yarn is, not gonna lie, kind of expensive. Yeah, bulky yarn is not usually cheap. Just because it's it, cheap. you know. It, there's more yarn. <laughs> yeah, there's more yeah. yarn, but also you need more of it. Yeah, because the skeins are not coming in like yeah. 200 yards. They're yeah. coming in like 85 yards or whatever. So um, I had seen this, and I was like, oh, I really like Anyway, so I bought the I bought some of the yarn from the store that I actually saw it in. Okay. But then the rest, the main color yarn, they didn't have enough of. Okay. So I wanted it all to be from the same yeah, lot. lot yeah. So I bought, um, I went online, and I bought it from a small independent um, yarn store in Texas hmm. called the, Sa the Sated Sheep. Sated? Like? The Sated Sheep. With the Satisfied or like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and they were really, they were like really, really nice. Um, and I had... Did they, was there the option yeah, of the buying sheep. it directly from the, like their webs? Do they have their own website or do they only do wholesale? No, they they have their own website. And so I bought it from, I bought it from their website and then but I no, said... Not the shop, but the... Like the Mrs. Moon. Oh, um, I don't know because Mrs. Moon, I think, is from the UK, from what I could oh, tell. So I didn't okay. want to try to buy it yeah, from the UK because yeah. of shipping okay. costs and gotcha. stuff. So I was trying I'm to. I'm just curious. Least... I mean, it's good to support a local store. I was just wondering oh, yeah. if you could have bought it directly from them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it's from the UK, at least 
from what what I looked up, it looked like it was majority in UK stores and not in American stores. Okay. So that's so why I was like, website on this pattern. Yeah, that's why I was kind of like, uh. So I found this one that had the color that I wanted. See, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why the, the picture on the pattern makes this look like a child size sweater. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no scale to it, so it's just the sweater without a person or anything next to it, so, like, I just, it just looked like a child's sweater to me. Yeah. Um, they yeah. were really nice. I had asked for them to wind the yarn, and so she had sent me an email saying she was going to mail it out to me already, and then she was like, no, 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 wait, I saw that you needed it wound, so she pulled the whole box back and, like, reopened it and wound oh. it for me, which was really nice. I explained, I have a three-year-old, like, I don't want to wind my yarn. I, I want a knit. <laughs> I only have so much time. Um, but they were really, really nice, and so that came. I had bought it right before the podcast, and it came, like, the day after we recorded. So, so yeah, that's my retail therapy. Okay. I'm pretty excited because as soon as I finish um, the Blueberries uh, little pint-sized fade, I'm going to start on Mrs. Moon because, you know, winter is coming, and I might only have one day. I think I can. It's bulky yarn. It's like super bulky. Well, I mean, anything's possible. I just I could do it. Realistically, are you going to? Maybe. I could do it. We're gonna see. Okay. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. Sure. I'll be like, I haven't started it. It's February. We're gonna try. That's a possibility too. Yeah. But that's okay. my retail therapy. Okay. Did you? You didn't buy anything. You were I good. I didn't buy anything. So good. Yeah. So good. I've been plotting some online orders, but. Hasn't happened yet, so. I love me some online orders. You know, um, yeah. So I'm just, I mean, I have plenty of yarn. There's just some yarn I want for certain special Specific projects. Project, yeah, yeah, like not just like, oh, I just need some more fingering weight random yarn. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I get it. Plus, uh, Stitches Socal is coming up in November. Woohoo! Yeah. And I also just learned about this other one. I think I've heard of it, but I ne- I've never been. It's called Lambtown. It's up in Northern California, near Sacramento, mm-hmm. and it's in October. And I was like, huh. Dude. What? Dude. What? What if we stayed in a hotel in Pasadena for Stitches West? We could. Well, you don't care. You don't, you don't live that far. I don't live that far. Live that far. <laughs> I mean, but we could. It's like an hour for me. It's not that bad, but it's like not. Is it an actual real hour? You can just live at my house. Yeah, it's true. It's like 45 minutes. Yeah. I want to say it's like 45. It's like a good solid 45 yeah. minutes yeah. into into that part of Pasadena. I mean, if you want to look up hotel room prices and if they're not like insane or anything. I'm just saying. It might be fun. It'd yeah. Be like mini break. Yeah. My other fr- my um, other knitting friends and I have talked about it, but like we just don't think that was going to. Because I think a lot of us live, live too far. We're not going to go for that many days. So I was like, yeah. Because okay. yeah. um, they had talked about it last year, like yeah. maybe getting. And I was like, or you guys can just come sleep in my house, but. I don't think that's happening, but if you want to look up stuff and see what the prices are like. Okay. Um, see. I mean, I doubt they, you know, I don't think Sitges West is a huge event where they, like, increase the prices just for that, but because it's Pasadena, it might be kind of expensive in general, yeah, but maybe yeah, yeah. not. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We could okay. stay someplace near, like, Old Town or something. Yeah. Well, let's look. We'll look into it. Yeah, we'll look but into it. But I thought it. that might be fun. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, Sitges SoCal is coming in November, and then... This Lambtown thing, I think it's sometime in October. Where is that? It's up near Sacramento. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you um, flying? Are you going to go up? No, I mean, I'm just saying I just learned about it recently, and I was like, oh, if I, like, am home anyway. You could stop by. Like, I could. It's not like, Sacramento's not super close to my mom. I think it's in Dixon, which is, it's near Sacramento. Um, that's about a couple hours away from my mom's house, but, uh-huh. 
that's totally doable. It's not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. I don't even know what the dates are. I'll have to check. Um, I think Black Squirrel, uh, which is a shop up in Berkeley, posted about it. Like, they're going to be there. And then I thought, oh, I was like, where is this? So, we'll see. I'll look. I, mean, I might look into it. Um, I don't know if I'll be back at that time. Right. Um, but if I'm going back in October at some point, I might try to arrange it so it's around that time. Not yeah, that any more cool. yarn, but it's kind of just a different event. Um, yeah. And I think it's more... Uh, it's, like, a little different than, like, stitches and, like, bow knitting. It's a little more in the style, I think, of, like, Rhinebeck, where it's mm-hmm. um, a lot like a lot of fiber, and because it's out by Dixon, it might be a lot of, like, just not, not like farmland. I mean, it is probably in farmland, because that's Sacramento and stuff. There's a lot of farmland out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just more, like, yeah, fibery based. Yeah, um, yeah. Versus just, like, Already, finished, yeah, like yeah, already dyed skeins. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not sure. That's kind of the vibe I get, but I don't know. I might look into it. Cool. We'll see. Cool. Um, yeah, and road trip. Yeah, we're and then um, we are still planning some kind of a meetup at Stitches SoCal, like we did last year. Um, I don't think we've hammered out the details, but it'll probably be Saturday sometime, okay. like in the middle of the day. Um, I think we're gonna choose a different location this year. Last year. The hotel has a, like, a little, like, restaurant bar, um, and they said that they were open for lunch, so I told everyone to come, I think, at, like, I don't know, like, one or something, and then we get there, and it doesn't open till two. That's not lunch. I was like, how are you, how are you open for lunch, but you don't open till two? Um, luckily, there was, like, a sort of seating area, in this hotel, so it had, like, some couches sort of right in front of that the entrance to the restaurant that was closed. So we ended up just hanging out there um, for a while until they opened because they didn't want to move in case people came because yeah. that's why we told everyone to come. Um, but now that we kind of, like, know the hotel a little better and we know where it is, it's, like, because the convention center is sort of, like, across the street from the Paseo, which is, like, a big mall, too. You know, we are thinking, oh, maybe we'll go to one of the restaurants there, yeah. you know, where there's booze and stuff. So we're trying to figure that out. Um, but it'll probably be a Saturday you guys are free, you don't have classes, and want to come just hang out with me um, and a couple other, my friends, one of them's a podcaster, I mean, one of them has a video podcast, but she hasn't done it for, like, months, but my other friend, Adele, um, has a Skate Enable podcast, and she does podcasts regularly, um, but yeah, if you guys want to hang out, it was fun last year, we had a nice little group, cool. just hang out, um, yeah, I'll give you guys the details of that when that comes, okay. um, and you're going to go for longer than, like, five minutes? Yeah, I'm going to try, because that's okay. kind of the thing is, like, we had to rush back because um, yeah. I had the blueberry. Yeah, I know. And I just was, like, I don't remember really what you were doing. For me. Yeah. I, well, I had to get back for a nap. It was just really stressful for me, so I feel like I'm going to leave her at home. Yeah, no, I think that's better. And then better. I can just, like, go by myself yeah. and take my time. Just until she's a little older and can, you know. Yeah enjoy it you know otherwise she's just walking around being like what what am I doing here oh yeah but whenever she knows we're going out together and she's not invited she's really sad yeah she's like where are you going and I was like oh I'm going out with Aunt Tweed this is like in general you gotta lie to her yeah I'm yeah. like oh I'm going out with Aunt well she, I had said like I accidentally said like oh I'm going out with Aunt Tweed and Aunt Peggy and then I was like shit like I shouldn't have said that and then she looks at me and she's like why well, want to come yeah well, and I was like no you can't come because our other friend has a child too and they're friends yeah so she's probably like wait you're hanging out you're with- hanging out with all my friends yeah, without me yeah. and yeah so now I know 
Yeah. Lying. You're going to have to tell her, like, you're going to, you're going to the DMV or I'm something. I'm going to the dentist. Yeah. Well, she actually really likes the dentist. No. Yeah. Yeah. You got to tell her you got to, I don't even know. Don't you got to make up something. got to make up something. Yeah. Tell her you're going to the DMV. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't understand what the DMV is yet, but you might as well get that into her now <laughs> that, that she knows that the DMV is not it's a, good a bad place. place yeah so it's like <laughs> renew your license when you get the notice so you don't have to go into the DMV exactly. you know yeah exactly yeah um yeah, cute. Do you have any yeah I was like I don't even know what section we're on cute uh the only thing I'm cute and I probably talked about this before but um I'm queuing up birds of a feather by um Andrea Maori mm, I um, love that one yeah I mean I've cute I think I've talked about it before but um I actually pulled some yarn I think I've cute that one probably yeah um well I bought yarn from it originally at the author's stitch oh, yeah. um because it uses mohair and then like fingering weight yarn mm-hmm. but when I bought the yarn I didn't look at the pattern close enough and I didn't realize that you needed like two skeins of fingering weight yarn and then one skein of mohair mm-hmm um, so wait, you bought one and one? Yeah, so I bought one and one. Um, Can you get another one of the fingering? Well, this was when the machete shop was at the store. I don't know if it still is. Mm-hmm. And I've been to the store since, but I think that the lot that they have now or that they had the last time I looked of this one, I didn't know if it was the same. And I haven't had time to bring this one in to, mm-hmm. like, look. So um, I have a skin of machete shop, OG Merino, in this color called Small Skeletal, which is... Like, speckled, but it's, like, dark, not dark, but, like, grays and purples, mm-hmm. mostly, and it's speckled, and then I got a skein of Kid Silk from Hedgehog Fibers mm-hmm. in something called Construct, and it's, like, a medium gray with, like, sort of bronzy, also sort of speckles. It's um, pretty. Yeah. It has, like, nice purple undertones, yeah, so they I, go together. They go together, but then, yeah, I don't have a second skein, but... My friend Vanessa from the Kill to Craft podcast started this project recently, too. Mm-hmm. And she also didn't have two skeins of, like, you know, the, the figuring weight yarn. So she was actually using two different colors. And how did it look? It looks really good. Um, is she blending them together? Or no, is she no. Doing, it's because the way... She's doing, like, one and then one. Yeah, because the way it's done is, like, it's, like, a section of... Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, lace and then, like, mohair. And then it's, like, a, a section of garter stitch. Then mohair... Um, she just chose colors that were, they're just related, you know what I mean? They just yeah. look good together. Because hers is, like, pinks and, like, creams. Let me see if I can find a picture for you. Um, but it's really pretty. But because she was doing that, oh, here we go. I'll show you a picture. Yeah. So, it still goes together. Oh, yeah. It still looks, you know, like, it's meant to be that way. But yeah. she's not using one main color. She's using, like, she has two main colors and then the mohair. I mean, so basically, she has like three colors. That might be cool, yeah. So I decided to do that, and um, uh, I was going to use a contrasting color, but then she suggested maybe finding something that's similar. So I have this, which I think I started a project with it <laughs> and ripped it out. Um, it's, what is this? It's Anzula Nebula, which is their sparkle base. Mm-hmm. Um, 84% merino and then 16% sparkling Stellina mm. um, in a colorway called charcoal. It's pretty. Um, it basically, it's just like, yeah, like a dark charcoal with a ton of like silver um stellina in it i think that'll look so nice. yeah like i think that might be good to go with these it's a more solid color the machete shop is definitely like a sort of tonal speckled um but i think that'll look okay yeah i think it'll be, be more nice. of a gray shawl but which is fine i love gray mm-hmm. you know yeah um yeah so that's officially cute because I picked out yarn and it's nice because then I don't have to buy another skein of yarn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did no. have to kind of go through my stash being like, I did find a couple of skeins. Stash dye. Yeah, a couple of skeins of like 
things I had um, two of, you yeah. know? I found things that I forgot I had two of, yeah. but I wasn't sure they really went. Um, and again, I emailed, um, not emailed, but messaged Vanessa on Instagram and asked for her opinion. She was one of yeah, who suggested, like, do you have another gray skein? And I was like, oh, yeah. I think I found one when I was, like, digging around. Like, let me go look. And I do think this would be nice. So. Yeah. That's officially cute. I love doing that, though. I love, like, going through my stash and finding stuff that I'm like, oh, I could use this for this. Your like, stash is so small, though. My stash is really small. <laughs> I'll be like, stash dive. I'm I mean, no, go it is good. And, like, Even her stash is small. Yeah. Um, but I just mean, like, I feel like if I had a stash the size of yours, I would I'd probably know everything in it because you can even see all of your stash basically yeah. from where you keep it like yeah it's not like mine where there's tubs like yeah tubs and it's like hidden different places yeah and yeah yours is just like oh but i think just that's looking these like but it's cubbies. The same, yeah but it's the same thing because i'm such a slow knitter i feel like i have to really focus it's like the books right i was just talking to someone else about it it's like i need to really focus on the things that i want to make in a timely manner because by the time I get around to making some of those other things, I don't want to make them anymore. No, it's true. Like the novelty of worn off, and I'm like, I don't want this yarn anymore. I don't want to I make I mean, I have anymore. all these things so in my like, Ravelry queue. Yeah. That, um, I mean, I went through at the beginning of the year, and it's still really long. But um, I just went through a few pages the other day, and I took a couple of things out. Yeah. Um, and definitely, if, like, if I was starting my knitting stash like fresh, like I had nothing. Yeah. I definitely don't think I would have as big of a stash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know what I mean? Yeah. It's just because yeah. I've been knitting for a while and they go through these you know, you go through these periods where you just like buy a lot of stuff or there's sales and it's just like you just learn as you get older. And it's hard for me to let some of it go. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not gonna use it anytime soon, I'm like, well maybe I'll use it. Yeah. I think it would be easier if I like when there was that fire um up north. Yeah. And like uh, the knitting tree was uh, collecting donations. Like I donated a lot of stuff to them. Yeah. Um, I have an easier time when I know it's going to like other like crafters and like yeah, knitters yeah, yeah. who are going to use it in that way. I don't want to just like give it to the goodwill. goodwill or something. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not so desperate to offload it that I will do that. Yeah. Even though I always have this like secret, like de- not desire, secret <laughs> dream in my head that I'll I'll go to Goodwill yeah, and yeah. find some kind of awesome stash. Yeah. Um. Which I'm sure happens, because there comes times, I think, when you just got to get rid of it, or you're moving, or whatever, and you don't have, like, knitting people to offload it to, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, if I was starting my knitting, like, sort of stash now, it would it would be a lot different, and I would probably have a much smaller stash, and maybe just buy more as I go, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, because it's that thing where you buy it, and you have this product in mind, but then you put it in a drawer, or, you know, a tub, or whatever, and then you forget about it, Yeah. and then... When you want to make that project, yeah, you like end up wanting to buy new yarn. Yeah. Anyway, or you think like, oh, I don't like that yarn anymore. Yeah, or I don't like that color anymore. Or sometimes I use the yarn in a different project and forgot I but had that's already okay, reserved though. it for that project. But that's okay. And I'm like, oh wait, that was meant for as something long else. as you're using it. I yeah. have that thing too, where if I've sort of reserved it in my head for something, yeah, I won't want to knit with it in other things. Oh, right, so then right, it kind right. of just sits there. Yeah. Because I'm not using it for the thing I thought I was going to use it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not using it for other stuff either. Hard. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, that's a whole... I mean, everyone has that's their own methods, you know? I mean, if you read... Did you read um, A Stash of One's Own? No, I have to read it. Okay, yeah. It's now. different stories. It's, story, it's different... Yeah, stories from different people, and everyone has a totally different perspective. Like, some people have huge stashes. Like, there was one person who, like, got rid of most of her stash, and then, like, yeah, like, if she hasn't... When she has a new product, she just buys, you know what I mean? Um, this is interesting. Uh, well, that's like our do. friend Lauren. So she oh. knits. 
But, like, I was like, oh, do you have any yarn at home? She's like, no, she got rid of her stash. So she had a stash. Yeah. And she just said to me, like, I'm just going to knit with, if what? I want something, I'm going to yeah. buy it and knit. Yeah. It's kind of like that thing. I mean, I think it kind of has to go with the, your personality and the way you think about things, too. Because we have that thing with books, too, where it's like, you want to just have it just in case. I have, like, a physical to-read pile. Yeah. It's right? like, but it's like knitting. It's like, I don't want, like... I don't want to have, like, no stash because then it's, like, what if I want to knit something in the middle of the night or, like, tomorrow morning and I can't get the yarn Yeah. tomorrow, then I'm, like, just stuck. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like books where you're, like, well, I don't, I'm not interested to read this book right now, but, like, what if I want to read it, like, whatever, like, yeah. six months from now and it's not available or I can't get it, <laughs> like, yeah. right away. Yeah. It's just kind of the, I mean, and everyone's different. That's how I kind of work, so I don't think I would ever be a person without any stash. Right. But it could, it could definitely it could. be smaller. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I went to one spinning guild meeting um, not too long ago, but they do, like, de-stash type things, I think, once in a while. Oh, that's nice. So, like, maybe if there's one of those or, like, you know, I think people usually sell them. I'd rather just do – I should ask my friends because they're in the guild, but I would – if we can suggest, if they don't have it already, just, like, a swap. Yeah. Where you just bring in stuff you don't want anymore and put it on a big table. And then if people want it, they can just take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I know I've heard about yarn stores doing that, too, where, like, they'll have That's a day, nice. you know. I would I would be into that. Yeah. Too bad I don't have any, like, a ton of knitting friends at work because... Remember when we used to do book swap at work? Yeah. I mean, basically, we would just bring in all these books we were done with and then try to get other people to take them. Yeah. But it was so difficult because people had this weird idea in their head that they had to, like, bring a book to take a book. Yeah. Even though literally in every email and while we're standing in front of them, we're like, just take some. You don't have to, like, trade us anything. Yeah, like, but, people would want a book, and then they're like, oh, I didn't bring one. And we're like, oh, we don't Yeah, care. we're like, we're just trying to get rid of these people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's... Just them being polite, you yeah. know, being like, it's like a barter. I'm like, this isn't a barter. This is just like we're giving this is a free for all it away. <laughs> yeah. But if I had more sort of crafty friends at work, I would be like, let's try to do that. Yeah. yeah. I was actually telling my other friend that we, like, she and I at least, because we like makeup, that we should try to, like, swap. Like, oh, yeah. you know, maybe stuff I don't like as much or I'm not using. I, like, and since, you know, I know her, it's not, like, weird um, that we would swap. Mm-hmm. Um, we might actually do that at some point. She doesn't live here, though. She lives in Northern California. Oh, right, right, right. Anyway, um, yeah, that was cute. Did you cue anything? No. Okay. Nope. Uh, I think that's all for knitting. That's all for Unless knitting. you've done any other crafting. Nope. Okay. Um, what are you watching? What am I watching? Um... I think I talked about it last week or last episode, but I finished season one of Barry. Oh yeah, that's right. The HBO show. Nice. It's good. It's good. It's pretty dark though. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. It's like an existential crisis of his hitman, and he has to do some. He it's one of those things where like he you kind of have sympathy for him, but but near the end, mm-hmm. like it kind of turns. Not like you don't, but at the same time, it's. It's like he's willing to do things to sort of protect his sort of new way of life mm-hmm. that is questionable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, the beginning, he kind of starts off as like just trying to get out of the life of being an assassin, and it's 
difficult because people keep pulling him back in, you know? Yeah. But kind of by the end, it's almost like, oh, now, like, you're kind of doing terrible things to, you know, it's basically for you, you know? Yeah. But you're, you're doing, like, actual bad things. It's not like someone hired you to kill someone. It's like, then you're actually, like, I feel like compromising whatever morals he did have. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And Bill Hader's really good in it. And Henry Winkler's in it. Nice. And he's really good, too. I like him. He plays, like, an acting coach, and he's really... Oh, that's funny. He's really, really funny, yeah. So, um, yeah, I finished that. Um, I watched on DVD uh, Escape Room. Oh, nice. You know that horror movie? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah, it's basically... I mean, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, it's just... These people get a mysterious note that's like, come, do this escape room, and you can win $10,000 at the end. And then, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, then they get there, and they're doing it with strangers, like, people they don't know, and then they get there, and they like, start to realize early on um, that it's, like, real. And yeah. it's kind of weirdly also, like, super high-tech. So they end up in different rooms, but then, like, things keep changing. Like, you know, like, they're suddenly in, like, a hospital room, and then the next room is, like, like an ice-cold tundra. Yeah. So it's sort of, like, high-tech in that way, but they're, like, trying to figure out, like, what's going on, how to get out of here, um, but also trying not to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl, um, Deborah Ann Wall from... True Blood, you yeah. know her, and she's on Daredevil, the redhead. She's she's in it. She's cute. That's cool. I haven't seen her in a while. Um, but actually, it's not too bad. It actually, <laughs> I just feel like in my head, that's how I feel like escape rooms are. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, there's so... I've never been in one, so I'm sure they're fun. Yeah, they're lots of fun. But to me, just the idea of them, Yeah. I just think it's going to be like that house in like Saw 2 or 3 where they're stuck in a house. No, it's not that scary. Or it's going to be like this where it's like real and you can't get out or something. Right, right, right. You know? I mean, I know that's not real, but I just think it's funny. Cause... You have to go with the right people. Though. I remember I took Iron Muffin to one. Did I tell you this? I, I feel like Iron you should Muffin definitely go with the group of people. I don't think it's as fun if you're just like, you or your your friend and then you go with random people. Yeah, so like we went, I went a couple times with work. Yeah, I like, remember that. And that, both of those times were really fun. Yeah. But the, Cause you know all I, those people. And yeah, I told, I told Iron Muffin we should go. So we went to one and we were with a group. We were with like a, they weren't like a bachelor party, but there was like six guys and they were like probably. <sighs> Sounds terrible already. Older than us. But like, what bothered me was that I was like, I had already gone to two. I knew what was going, like what the thing was. And this one guy was there and he was, was he mansplaining like, to you? Well, he was like, "Oh, I've been in one of these," and we were like, "Okay, you know." And then like he, we're trying to solve the puzzle, and I'm like, "This guy's dumb." Like this is the way the puzzle works. Like they have very kind of like specific kind of puzzles, right? Okay, I don't have. know, yeah. And so this guy is like, "No, I think we're supposed to do this." I'm like, "No." And so then like I did it and I solved it, and he was like, "Oh," but like I think that like well he wasn't a, he wasn't a dick to you, was he? <sighs> like a couple times, I think. He was a little bit okay. obnoxious to me because I was like, I was the only girl. Oh, yeah, that seems like was a bad idea. I was the only already. girl who knew what they were doing and who'd had well, experience in escape room before. Let's face except it. for this guy who's only been once. Yeah. And like, he maybe wasn't super bright. So I was kind of like, oh, yeah. like. But he thinks I, he's the smartest but one. But he thinks he's the smartest one in the room. And I'm kind of like, no, you're no. definitely not. Yeah. Um, so that plus time, I think, all, was, like, not the about fun. teamwork. So what's the point of, like, being, like, I know everything. Like, let's not listen to anyone. Yeah, it was, like, about teamwork. And then he was, like, no, this is what how it's supposed to be. And I was, like, no, that's... I was, like, I don't think... And then it didn't open. And I was, like, well, how about this? And I opened. And he was, like, oh. Like, he was surprised that I solved it. And I was yeah. kind of, like, what did... Like, do you... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't recommend going with, like... Well, all strangers. Yeah, or well, that's what happens know, in so. this movie, Escape Room. They get a note saying, like, so and so bought you a ticket, and then you can win yeah. $10,000. And yeah. one kid 
he like plays them competitively, yeah. and then one is you know they're just random people, but they all don't know each other. Yeah, I got a note like that that was like, come play in this escape room where you don't know anyone. I'd be like, hey, well, it's, very, no. it's very like come to this like you won this vacation. Yeah, and it's like yeah. Just, you know, very secluded holiday house. And yeah. Like, people get married. Very I mean, they have the reasons for agreeing to it. Like, some of them, one of them needs the money, and one of them, like, the kid who plays competitively. Yeah. One's, like, um, she's, like, you, her teacher tells her, like, you need to de-stress. Like, you're just, like, you need to do something for fun. Like, you know? Well, and then the ticket comes, and she's, like, I'm going to just do something crazy that I would never do, you know? Well, it's funny that you mention it, because I'm actually just, I'm starting the book, The Escape Room, by Megan Golden. Oh. Yeah, which is about four or five people trapped in an elevator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember that movie Devil that was also about yeah. people trapped? That was actually yeah. awesome. Yeah, I haven't movie. seen it, though. I think it was produced yeah, by M. Night Shyamalan. Which, yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, anyway. Sorry, that's, anyway. Yeah, so I watched Escape Room. Nice. Um, I enjoyed it. Good. Um, and then, oh, I forgot one that I saw. I'm going to write this at the end. Uh, I saw uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, was it good? <laughs> well... Homecoming is the one before the one that's just came out. In I haven't theaters. seen either of them. Okay, I yeah. So I saw Far From Home, which is the new one, um, in the theater a few weeks ago or whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never saw the first one, and so my mom and I um, got it on Netflix and we watched it. And yeah, it was it was cute. Good. It's fun, you know. Like I mean, I really liked Far From Home. Yeah. Um. So I enjoy this one too. I. I I've liked all the Spider-Mans. Um, they're all very different. Yeah. You know, but I've loved, liked them all for different reasons. Um, and I do like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Um, but have you heard the yeah. controversial news? Yeah. That Spider-Man might be breaking off from the MCU universe because Sony and Disney are fighting over money, basically. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it's, it is interesting. Um, but it's kind of a bummer. Um, I hope they do come to some kind of an agreement. I think the last time I heard, they were like, no, but then I heard recently that, like, there might still be something on the table or something to renegotiate later. Um, Because I think he's, yeah, like, a good addition to the MCU universe, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it just sucks that, you know, because of these two giant companies, especially Disney. Like, Disney's, like, a huge company. Yeah. They don't have to... I mean, I like Disney. I mean, I love a lot of Disney things. It's just like, but you don't have to own everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You make yeah. so much money, Disney! Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then I also saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, I saw it a couple it? weeks ago. I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Did, um, it, did it make you, like, reminisce about yeah. the books? Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so, cool. if you guys don't know, it's based on a series of very short stories. Oh, I love that series. Yeah. Um, that they're compiled basically into anthologies. There's like three of them. And they're very short. They're only like five pages long each or something like that. Um, and they're all really creepy. They're, they remind me a bit of The Twilight Zone because mm-hmm. they all have like this twist sort of usually, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know when they originally came out, but they're definitely around when I was a kid, like probably in the 80s or something, in 90s. And the, one of the scariest things about them besides like the creepy stories was like the illustrations. Oh, the illustrations were super are, like, creepy. The creepiest yeah, thing. I forget the guy's name right part. now yeah. who's done him, but he did all of them. They're like the sort of like just they're so creepy. The imagery is like insane, and he does other illustrations. I used to sometimes when I read like a magazine, like Rolling Stone or something, like he would like illustrate an article, mm-hmm. you know, or something. But it's still in that style, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, he's it's very recognizable. Um, anyway, so the stories are not related. But they made a movie where they came up with a premise 
um, where the stories in this book started to come to life. And they're like the stories from scary stories. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think there was like four or five of the stories in that one movie or maybe more like, um, and a few of them were definitely the ones like I remembered really well. Like if you see the trailer, like there's one with like a spider Mm -hmm. and, um, like the scarecrow. Um, yeah. And they do use some of the imagery from like, you know, like the illustrations cause there's tied so much to the stories. So they do use them in different capacities in the movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if you, even if you haven't read the scary stories, um, I think it's worth seeing. It's pretty creepy. It's like yeah. PG 13, so it's not too crazy, but it is, it's definitely pretty creepy. Cool. And yeah. Guillermo del Toro is like a producer on it. Right. Yeah. So it's like going to be good. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it did well, but there's a possibility I feel like they kind of left it open to maybe having a sequel. Because cool. there are a bunch of stories, you know what I mean, that yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. go through. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Too. I would definitely recommend picking up the stories if you've never read them. Yeah. They're so easy to read, but they are, like, they're just a right amount of, like... Oh, my God, it's so creepy. good. They're creepy. Oh, it's so good. Like, you read okay. them, and then it's just like, huh, like, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Um, those illustrations will haunt you. Maybe maybe if you're an adult and read them for the first time, it won't creep you out as much. But as a child... No, because I've looked at that book again. Like, I've we seen it. We were Barnes Noble, like, right after. And my yeah. friend actually ended up picking up... Um, it was, like, a larger compendium with all three of the, like, anthologies in it. And yeah. she ended up picking it up because she hasn't read it in so long. Still creepy. It's so creepy. Still creepy. Yeah. So I, I thought it was worth seeing. I thought it was fun. Still creepy. Still creepy, for sure. Um, that's kind of... The main... Oh, I watched one more thing. I'm sorry. I've watched so many things. I watched Fighting With My Family. Oh, yeah. How was that? Yeah, it's that I rest- really like her, Florence Pugh. Pugh? Pugh. Yeah. I love her. I think she's, like, such a good actress. Yeah, she was really good in it. It's that movie that was directed by Stephen Merchant from... Was he in The Office? He was one of the, the writers. Yeah, the writers was Ricky Gervais. Yeah, he's like crazy, I love him. He's like crazy tall. Um, I really did. I didn't know he was a part of it. That's awesome. No, he directed it. I think. Oh wow. Yeah, um, and I think Dwayne Johnson is a producer on it because yeah. he's in it for a little bit. I mean, it's a true story of a wrestling family and two siblings who end up trying out for the WWE, but only uh, the sister, um, played by Florence, um, gets into like the training program for it. Uh, and yeah, like basically the heart is kind of like a family drama, but it's cool. Yeah. It was really interesting seeing all the wrestling stuff and, um, yeah, I don't know how much is like sort of re- real and like not real from her life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is, um, similar to what happened. Um, but I liked it. I heard it was good, but I never saw it in the theater. And then I checked out from the library and I think uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? I remember thinking, oh, I should watch that. I oh, think it's on Netflix. Like, I saw check. a trailer. Yeah, I saw something on it. Like, I definitely, trailer, I definitely I think it's worth it. seeing. Um, it's pretty It's pretty good. Cool. It's, like, I can definitely, I feel like, relate to the sibling drama. I mean, my brother and I didn't have, like, sibling rivalry, so, because it's not like we both wanted to be wrestlers or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, like, you can only imagine, like, you guys have been both training for this your entire life because your family, you know, they have, like, this little sort of wrestling club mm-hmm. um, in their hometown of Norwich mm-hmm. in England. It's like a small town. And they've both been doing it all their entire lives. And then you get the opportunity to, like, try out for the WWE and, like, only one of you gets in. It's like, oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was enjoyable. I oh. would recommend it, so. 
Anyway, uh, now now that I've talked for like a thousand years, what did you watch? Um, I watched something you watched already, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, did you um, like it? I did like it. I liked cool. it a lot. Um, Iron Muffin did not like it. Why not? It's funny. I think he. So I think he is more of like he really likes Quentin Tarantino films, and so he thought this one was like I think less eventful. I mean, it's not one of those Quentin Tarantino films where people are being shot every ten seconds. Yeah, but. To me, it seemed, it was still very Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, you he know, loves he, Kill Bill. I'm not super... I like Kill Bill. It's okay. I'm, I'm just not super Quentin Tarantino fan, and I'm definitely not a violent... Into the ultra-violence. Ultra-violence, yeah. like, stylized violence like that. Yeah. So I have a hard time with Quentin Tarantino films. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't usually watch them unless I... Unless, like this, like, if I'm actually interested or I like mm-hmm. the actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, we watched... We watched, like, a couple, and they were mostly, like, when I watch one, it's, like, mostly because he wants to watch it, right? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not choosing a yeah. Quentin Tarantino book. But this one I chose, because I really like Leonardo DiCaprio, and I really like Brad Pitt. And I was like, oh, let's see. And it looked interesting, and I kind of wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Um, so, we, yeah, we had a date, and we watched it, and I think... <sighs> I think for all the reasons that Iron Muffin didn't Did like, like it, it, you liked it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah. It was, like, well-paced. It was slower. Yeah. There was, like, more it, character there development. Was not, there was not uber-violence. Violence. Though I would say it was very sort of tense. And yeah. I think because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie and it, it involves the Manson family, I just kept thinking, yeah, people were going to get killed left and right, and they just weren't. And I was just like, what, like when is this happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a scene, there's, like, a whole scene when Brad Pitt goes to the... Oh, my gosh. ...the yard yeah, where the Manson family stays. Stay, yeah, like, over, the, like, the, the ranch, the time, yeah. The ranch, and, yeah, that's, like, so that's intense. real, and, like, it's so intense. And he's the only and, one there, and there's, like, 20 of them, and you just, oh, like, there's what one is of that? They're all women, yeah. most are women, yeah. they're all in, like, various states of, like... Dakota Fanning was really good. She plays, like, one of the main girls who... Oh, yeah. I just thought she was gonna... She was really... I thought she was gonna cut him. I thought she was gonna flip out. Yeah. I mean, she was giving him dagger eyes. Yeah. But no, it was just, they it was did, so tense. He did a really good job. So I have to say that I actually really liked it. It's one of those movies that I will never have to see again. Like, I have yeah. no urge to see it again. I don't want to own it The dog is amazing in it. Brandy. <gasps> Love the dog. There's a, Brad, Brad Pitt's character has a uh, pit bull but, as a pet, and she's the best. She is, but I think that there's also, that's the thing, like, makes me remind me of the dog. It's like, there's a lot of humor in it, too, that yeah. I think... There's more humor in this film than I think, like, in certainly, like, other films of his. He always has, well, like, some few, dark humor yeah. in But I feel like, like, there's not... I can't really say that I, I laughed like early, at all during Django Unchained. I mean, yeah, I think like, a lot of his earlier films, there was a lot more yeah. that dark humor. The later ones are less so. Yeah, but this one was good. I really liked, like, parts of Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. I really liked Brad Pitt's performance. Yeah. I think it was just, like, like the whole... The whole it was very long. Like, it was long. Like, it didn't you, have to I be this like, long. I was like, it's like three hours, dude. Yeah, it didn't have to be this long. But there's a lot of, like, Brad Pitt driving. There's a lot of Brad Pitt driving shots. Yeah, told, yeah. there's a lot of radios. A lot, like, of, a lot of radio songs. Yeah, so but, it was good. but it was good. It was good. I'm happy. Oh. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to give it away. But you can't like, give it away. No, but... So I worked on, like, clearing some music for the movie. Yeah. And there's a scene at the end yeah. that's long, yeah. like super long, yeah. and the song plays like throughout the entire scene, yeah. and I was like, wow, I don't remember thinking this seemed like a, as big of a scene like when I when you read it. Yeah. So when I went back 
to work the, like one Monday or something, I like look and the scene description is like super vague. It's just like it's like it's just a sentence. Yeah. And it's not untrue to what happens in the scene. Did they give you timing? Yeah, I mean it was a long timing. Yeah. Okay. I mean I could tell. Yeah. Like it was gonna be something. Yeah. But like it was real long. Cause when it started in the movie, I was like, oh, this is where the song is. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think you know we still got a fair price for it. That's fine. I just, it's just funny sometimes when you see it and you're like, this isn't what it said. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Or this is a lot less involved than I thought this was gonna be. I've heard some scene descriptions I've read and I've been like. I don't know anything about what's going on in this scene. Like, they've named, like, three characters, and it could yeah. be anything. Well, definitely sometimes, anything. sometimes, yeah, the timing will throw, like, not throw you, but it will alert you to, like, something else is going on, and you have to go back in and ask them Yeah. exactly what's going on. Can yeah. we see script pages, or can we get something more detailed than, like, three words? Like, yeah. you know, like, Cliff walks across the street, and then I was like, this is, like, a four-minute use, though. That doesn't make any yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I just thought it was funny. But it was a really good use, anyway. Yeah. There's some fun music in it. Um, oh, yeah, it's all music, no composer. There's no composer at all? No composer at all. Oh, that's interesting. All licensed music. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm glad we liked it. Yeah, it was good. Too bad for Iron Muffin. I know, but you know what? You can't win them all. So. That's true. This one I won. Did you guys watch anything else? No, that was it. What, what else? Did I watch something else? Watch anything at home? Um, I feel like I was watching something, but I can't remember what it was. So okay. it you haven't mentioned it to me, so I don't. Count. I can't think. Doesn't count. No. No. Okay. I can't remember it. Maybe I'll remember it in like two. Like the second we turn off the recording. I'll be like, oh, do you know what I saw? It was so good. A TV show, maybe? Are you guys watching a TV show? And I don't know. know. I don't, don't know. know. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, this is like a three-hour movie. That's a lot of time in your life, anyway. Uh, do you want to tell me what you're reading? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think I talked about it last time, so... Okay. I, I really don't think I talked about it last time. Well, we're gonna find okay. out. Um, I read this book, I think it, it comes, it comes out this month. It's called Things You Save in a Fire. Did you... I talked to you about it. Oh, okay. But, um, it's called Things You Save in a Fire, and it is by Catherine Center. Um, and it's about a female firefighter. Yeah. Who has to move to spend time with her, um, sick mom. Mm -hmm. And she moves from Texas, Austin, Texas, to New England. And she has a really, um, tumultuous relationship with her mother. Her mother left her when she was young, left her and her father, um, and ran off with another guy. Was her mom, like, sick or something? Um, she's had, like, some eye problems and she needs some help. Okay. So she's just visiting, or she's like moving there. She's moving there for a year, okay, just to help her out, so okay. she can like you know help her drive places because she's like basically lost an eye, so she can't really like drive anymore. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So she's gonna help her out, and then so she needs a job, so she transfers to this other fire department that's there, in New England. In New England, is it a real New England place? Um, I don't know actually. I didn't look it up. Okay, because well, um, you not familiar. You've to me. been from you've been around well, that area. I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's within like driving distance to Boston. Okay. So. And I really liked it. Like, is it? I've never read Catherine is Center it a, before. Is it a thriller? Or is it just like a, no, a no, drama? No, it's a fiction. It's uh, like just plain literature. Okay. Um, she, I thought it was gonna be like there's a fire station, and then like you know, I just imagined. I don't know. I imagined intrigue. No, it's well. I mean, there is a little bit. It's sort of like it's not there like is it. a little bit of thrillerish. So she's moved to this, moved into this fire station. She's the only girl with these very kind of like burly 
pos- probably a little bit sexist uh, firefighters, male firefighters. Mm-hmm. And there's a rookie there. And she kind of starts having feelings for this rookie. Oh, no. Is he a lot younger um, than her? No, I don't oh, think okay. so. Okay. Um, and he's, like, really good looking and he's really sweet. So it's, like, part romance. And then certain things kind of start happening. And I it, we think she's going to – she's trying to be – like, they're trying to force her out of the fire department. Why? I don't know. Oh. So there's a little bit of intrigue. But it's not like, I wouldn't say it's like a thriller. Right, it's just like... Um, but it's really good because it really focuses on her. It focuses on her kind of evolution as this, who she thinks is, she thinks she's this like really well put together, um, you know, and she, in some way she is, like, you know, she is probably one of the best firefighters out there, but being a female in an all-male, you know, dominant kind of, business is really hard so she mm-hmm. encounters all of these things head on mm-hmm. but it's about her like who where she thinks she is and then when she gets there and she has to confront her you know her past and her mom and she's had some bad things happen to her in her life and so mm-hmm. it's really about her character development and how she grows as a person and it's really like it's kind of awesome hmm. um i really enjoyed it i didn't know if i i mean i didn't think i was not gonna like it i thought it would be good but i didn't expect to like it as much as i did okay it's the book that i actually wound up bringing on vacation with me a couple weeks ago and i couldn't stop reading it okay so and that comes out um that's my Catherine center and i think it comes out uh august 13th so it came out already a couple weeks ago oh she has a couple books out um they've all gotten like pretty decent reviews i'm gonna read another one okay by her because i liked i liked this one quite a lot okay and then the other one i just want to talk to you about is i read uh the sentence is death by Anthony Horowitz. Oh, I, and that's the Hawthorne number two. That one just came out. So if you remember, I talked about um, the first one, which is the first book in the series, which is called The Word is Murder. Yeah. And it's about Anthony Horowitz as a writer, and he inserts himself into his own story as a writer who's writing about this detective who's very, like, Sherlockian. And this okay. is the sequel to that. He's following Hawthorne around. Um, Anthony Horowitz, as himself, is following Hawthorne around, and Hawthorne is investigating a woman who, um, sorry, a man, who I'm thinking of the first book, Yeah. Um, a man who is killed in his home, he's a high-powered attorney, and someone's on the phone with him, and someone, so someone's on the phone with him, and right? He's getting murdered while he's on the phone? Yeah, kind of. Someone's on the phone with him, and he, someone rings the doorbell, and the person hears him go to the door, and he goes, he, go, he said something like, oh, it's you, it's really late, and then he, like, hangs up on the person, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, obviously, it's, like, this intrigue, he's a high-powered divorce attorney, he's gotten threats, like, they're trying to investigate who did it, like, So, is this this Hawthorne person in the story, is he a real person? Or is he just, like, this guy that the author is writing about? Does that make sense? Yeah, so the author is, the author has inserted himself into the story in the way that, like, Anthony Horowitz is almost, like, it's almost, like, it's not written this way, but it's almost like diary entries. It's like, okay. Hawthorne came to my apartment today, yeah. and we went to blah, 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 blah. But is blah, Hawthorne blah. a real person? I don't know. I don't think story? so. Okay. I don't okay. think. You mean outside the story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like he's writing a story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Anthony Ho- Anthony Horowitz, like, talks about, like, I have, you know, I have book deal. I've written on, on Foyle's War. I've done, like, he is himself, right? Right, right. I get that And he's part. following around this possibly probably fictional detective okay. the brilliance of it is that i actually i think it's it's in fiction it's totally on fiction 
um, right. I think he's made up. But the way that because he is it like Calvin and Hobbes, where you're like, is Hobbes real or yeah. is he alive or not alive? Yeah, like you Hobbes don't know. You, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like straddling this really interesting yeah. line of whether or not this is fiction or okay. real life because there are so many similarities and like foggy areas okay. that mirror his real life. But okay. that's what makes it so fun. Yeah, as well because like he uses like real people. Like I think in his like acknowledgement section, like he's talked to professionals in certain fields. For research and he's included them in the book so it's like if a guy named like say say like christopher x right mm-hmm. he talked christopher x he talked to about he went to go see this this and this he actually has a scene right. in there where he meets a guy named christopher x who okay. like he does all this with, you know so it's okay like, it's very fun but yeah so i read that okay that's okay. cool i can't wait they have a they have um i think he's gonna have another one hopefully so but this one just came out i think in like march or something okay how about you? What have you been reading? Uh, I finished the audiobook of Bad Blood by John Carreyrou. <gasps> nice. Dude, I just got that on Audible. Oh, cool. Is it worth it? Yeah. I Tell mean, me it's worth it because I just spent a credit on it. Yeah, so this is a nonfiction book um, about the Theranos like medical device sort of scandal um, that occurred a few years ago, um, but it started off sort of the, like unraveling of this company started with a series of Wall Street Journal articles by John Carreyrou, and then there was um, the podcast, which I listened to. Was it also called Bad Blood? Maybe. I don't remember. I can't remember, um, truthfully. Um, But there's a podcast, um, which is really, really good, and I would recommend reading, or reading, uh, listening to that, uh, just to get yourself acquainted with what's going on, and if you're still interested, I would go into the audiobook, because it just goes into a lot more detail. Um, about, like, the, you know, the founder of the company and how the company started and just goes really into detail with all the, like, you know, goings on with lots of, like, interviews. Um, and, you know, some of it's on the record or off the record. He, I'm sure he changed some names, you know, um, about just how crazy, like, this company is and how they just kind of, like, fooled everyone. I mean, at one point they were sort of valued at, like, billions of dollars and by all accounts they had this medical advice that, just didn't work you know what I mean um and it just took a lot of people like I think a lot of people thought it was just gonna go under eventually because it was just like you know like you just if you're like at a place like this you just think oh that's never gonna someone's gonna find them out and they're just gonna have to close but it just kept going on and on and it took a few whistleblowers um to really like expose them and this like series of articles um anyway uh, yeah, so it's, that's Bad Blood. It's really good. My favorite parts were definitely, like, sort of near the end, like, the second, like, the last quarter was about, like, this is when the author, like, then he, because first it's all sort of, like, third person, yeah. but then when he starts to get involved, like, yeah. when it becomes his attention, then he starts to investigate. Yeah. I mean, he's in it, you know, and then it's, like, first person, um, and that part's really interesting because that's when you start to see like, all this stuff unravel and all the stuff he finds out. And, oh, I'm super interested. Yeah, and just yeah. all of the, like, Adversity, like he and the other people who were helping him were faced in trying to like get the truth out there because like this was like a huge company and they had like these crazy lawyers, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. they were just like, threatening to sue everyone um, and would do it too, you know, because they had 
like like I said, millions and millions, of, millions dollars. of dollars. And it's yeah. like these people who just work there and like, you know, they're just like normal people. It's gonna be amazing. But they had so many people on the board of directors, like former like secretaries of state and Henry yeah. Kissinger. Like everyone fell for it. So so worth it. Yeah, I mean if you're interested in the story, I definitely think the uh, book or audiobook is worth it. Um, okay. I definitely liked the audiobook. It was kinda nice to just um you know, listen to it. I like, you know, like hearing the facts. Like yeah. you know. Um, I did it while I was, you know, going to work, so cool. it was good. Um, and then I found a really fun new sort of urban fantasy series. Um, the first book is called Trail of Lightning, Ooh. and the sto- second book is called Storm of Locusts, and I've read both of them now. Nice. Um, and the author is Rebecca Roanhorse. Uh-huh. And if you like the Kate Daniel series or the Mercy Thompson series, like I, that. yeah, I think you will like this. It's... You know, urban fantasy is set in sort of a post-apocalyptic world where something called the Big Water happened, and mm-hmm. basically, like, this is, like, what knocks everybody out. Well, yeah, like, basically, all this, these floods come, and, like, most of the West Coast ends up, like, going underwater. Like, California's gone, um, and, like, all these people, they lost basically, like, you know, like, millions of people in the span of, like, you know, weeks and the woman, the main, um, the main protagonist in it, her name is Maggie, and she lives um, basically on a Native American, I think, land. Yeah. This is like I think Rebecca, the, the author, is Native American too, because oh, cool. a lot of this, like a lot of the like sort of mythology of the book is based in Native American, I think, mythology. I mean, I don't know for sure because I'm not Native American. I haven't done a lot of studies on that, but I think so. And so that's really cool, too. That's a nice. lot of the things are, like, you know, like, the gods yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So there's, like, some supernatural beings. And then Maggie, the main character, she um, basically was an apprentice to a quote-unquote god. Um, and they would go around, like, killing monsters, like, bad creatures and things. And she was known as a monster slayer. But, like, when we see her at the beginning of the book, like he's, like, left her, and she's not sure why, and she doesn't, it's been, like, a year, and she doesn't think he's coming back, and she's, like, super depressed, and she's, like, what do I do, and she takes a job, um, helping, what's the, I'm trying to remember now, she's, like, helping someone, and in the midst of it all, she ends up, like, partnering up with some people, and, like, all this stuff happened, and she has, like, these, they call clan powers, depending on who your parents were, you might get these powers, but they only come, they only develop because of extreme distress. Right. So how did you... Wait. How did you find find this? Well, I've seen this book around. What was um, it called, the first one? Trail of Lightning. I'm writing it down. Yeah. I've seen it around, um, but I just hadn't picked it up. And then I think I was... I, don't, I think my friend... I don't remember why. I saw it somewhere again, and I decided, well, I'm just going to check it out. I checked, yeah. So I checked out the electronic copy of the first book um, and started reading it. And it was, like, really good. And I just, like, read it, read it, read it. And then um, it was funny. My other friend, who also reads a lot of Rune of Fantasy, texted me because we were just talking about, like, what we're, like, doing. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I started, um, like, I mean, like, and I read, like, the new, um, like, I read Trail of Lightning and Storm of Locust, like, two of the books in that new series. And they're really good. And I was like, that's really funny because I'm, like, in the middle of the first book right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have similar tastes, so I just, yeah. And after I finished the first one, I saw that my local library had two copies of the physical book, like, uh-huh. in, um, it was, like, the new release section, though, so I oh, would get cool. it for a week, um, but I went over there and got it, and, um, that's Storm of Locust, that's also really good, so it's a really just good a mix of, like, 
you know, urban fantasy and like Native American culture and also like a little bit of romance, but not like a ton. Yeah. I mean, it definitely reminds me, yeah, like the Kate Daniels, like cause she's kind of a warrior and she's kind of like badass, but then also like Patricia Briggs because like there's a lot of sort of, because that's also sort of, there's also some like Native American mythology in the Mercy Thompson series. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like really, I feel like, sort of right in between those two. So if you like either of those series or stuff like that, yeah. I think you will like this series. It's called the Sixth World series. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was really, really good. I would recommend it cool. for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I just finished Storm of Locusts, I think, like yesterday, so. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. I have it on my to-read list. Yeah. And the next book I'm reading, I already, I mean, I've started it. I'm like 26 pages in, is Educated um, by Tara Westmore or something like West something. Uh, good, uh... Isn't it West something? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but now Westland? I can't remember. I have it on my nights. It's book club book. Yeah, it's our book club. Westover. Westover. Okay, yeah. I have, I started that. Okay. Um, That's good. I'm going to start it tonight. Yeah, it's actually, it's very, it's, like I told you, it's easy, not easy, but it's like one of those things where, like, once you start reading, it's You're, really easy to keep reading. It's yeah, not yeah. like where you have to, like, slog through it or anything. Yeah. yeah. That's good. The way it's told is, um, is easy to read, so. Cool. Um, yeah. That's awesome. all I'm reading. Awesome. Um, once I finish Book Club, then I can pick something new, probably. Yeah. Oh, hi, Bunny. Oh. Bunny on. Bunny's here. Anyway. Okay, um, that's we it. will guys let you guys go to the oh. soothing sounds of Iron Muffin serenading you, if you can hear it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can. If you want to bring it, you should bring it. Is this... Is anything that's playing copyrighted? I don't even know. Yeah, probably. Probably. Well, pretend you don't hear it, guys. Yeah. It's not loud enough to pick up on any... Yeah. Weird algorithms. So. Don't tell Sony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's it, guys. Um, it. Hopefully, we'll be back in a couple, couple weeks. weeks. Uh, yeah, there's Labor Day, and then I'm going to Hawaii in mid-September, but hopefully in between there we can record a new episode. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Although we, we're we in the same room today, so let's mm -hmm. just... That's pretty exciting, but wow. that doesn't really happen. Well, it happens all the time, just not where we can not when we record. record. It's because we have the summer Friday, and the baby's not home yet, but exactly. um, these are ending, guys, so yeah. enjoy it while you can. I'm going to go pick her up. Right. Pick that baby up. Just leave her there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. She'd be like, where's everybody? That would be sad. Oh, she told me she wanted to stay home the other day alone so she could watch TV all day. And I was like, <laughs> You're almost exactly what? why I wouldn't let you stay home alone all day. Yeah, but also, like, that's my dream, too. Yeah. But that probably doesn't involve, like, you, like, watching Disney all day. No. You know? Like, mm -hmm. that's, like, me watching, like, my stuff all day. Exactly. Anyway. Um, have a good night, Yeah. Guys. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find all the show notes at twistedstitchespodcast.blogspot.com. You can find me, Twee, on Ravelry as fishgirl182, and Kimberly as Kimberly Buggy. We also have an amazing group on Ravelry. Just search the Twisted Stitches Podcast 